What's up, everybody? This is an open discussion with C3 Films. My name is Chris, and this is Cheryl. And today we're actually doing something that we haven't done too much of on this show, but we're going to go back and talk about our feelings um, for the season of a show that we've already talked about the beginning couple of episodes on this show before. And that show today is House of the Dragon. I only remember doing this like maybe one or two other times. Um, I feel like we did this for Midnight Mass and maybe we did it for one other thing. But regardless, we are going to go into spoiler territory for potentially the entire season of House of the Dragon. And these episodes are pretty dense, so we're not going to be obviously be talking about the specifics of every episode, but big details will absolutely get spoiled here. So if you haven't seen the season, go finish it on HBO Max and then come back and see what we have to say about it. But without further ado, let's go ahead and just jump right into it. So House of the Dragon, I feel like when I started watching it, I don't remember how you feel, how you felt at the time, but I remember that I was positive overall on it because I was surprised. I think I went in with very low expectations for the first episode and the first episode caught me off guard. I was like, okay, I'm kind of into this. And, but it was very much a, a kind of base level. I could, I could watch this. This is better than I thought, but I'm not in a hurry to finish this. And so I actually did not watch it until like maybe, actually, I think I watched it when there was two weeks left before the se the season finale. So by the time I got to the last episode, I was able to watch the last two episodes because that episode had just come out uh, that Sunday. So I basically caught up by the end of the season. And that mainly happened because I started watching it like maybe a week and a half or two weeks before that and got pulled in and was surprised because that felt like a show that legitimately just kept getting better. And it surprised me turn and turn again. And I'll get into specifics later, but just generally, like, what, what, was your, what was your journey? How were you feeling about the show? Yeah, I mean, I was like, oh, another spinoff of a show that was successful, but, you know, Game of Thrones did not end very well for us. Um, so going into House of the Dragon, I was, I had a very low expectations and so after the first couple of episodes, I think I was like, you know, it's not too bad. Like, they're they're doing it. It's not as captivating and interesting as Game of Thrones, in my opinion. But as the season went on, I was getting really, really more and more into it. And um, for this kind of show, I 100% watch it every week because I don't want spoilers. Um, yeah. There's just some certain shows that I will do that for. Uh, and this is one of them. So watching it every week and like having the episode and I'm like, oh, I don't wait another week. Um, you can only get that kind of reaction from me if it's really good because otherwise I just forget to watch it or mm -hmm. I just never come back to it. So the fact that I kept coming back for it every week um, meant that they were doing something right. And, you know, looking back on the whole season, I really enjoyed it and I am kind of upset about how it ended um, because it just felt like a huge cliffhanger and I thought that it would have kind of more of a, you know, a, a big shebang, but, mm. um, but it's still like, I'm still excited to find out what happens next and 
I mean, this is a much simpler, you know, you could say toned down version of Game of Thrones because it's not like there's not as many pieces moving around, but there are like because it's it's generally it's one big family and it's about this one yeah. big family, House of the Dragon, uh, versus all these different you know families that are you know fighting against each other. So. Um, it's interesting that they were able to make this one family so exciting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's probably because uh, a lot of the family is uh, has a lot of inbreeding in that family, but that's a different. Uh, <laughs> that's just Game of Thrones, right? Um, yeah, I I was surprised because they Game of Thrones does a really good job of just like really developing characters. And the thing that this did differently is that when we watched the original Game of Thrones, we were watching the story of these houses take place over the course of several years real time, right? Like we were seeing like some time obviously passed within the show itself. Like when you watched it like during a season, maybe you could argue that a couple of months, uh, maybe even a year might pass in the season. But we were progressing with the show over the years the same way that um, it was moving years in the show itself too. People were getting older and uh, things like that. So that was what I was kind of expecting when with House of the Dragon. I was expecting a similar structure. I, at first, I didn't know if it was only going to be one season, like a one-off, and then be done. But I was surprised to see that when we hit our first time skip, it caught me off guard because I wasn't expecting a time skip because that's not something a Game of Thrones has done in the past. It progresses in real time, more or less. And so to see that first time skip after the first, I think, three, maybe four episodes, it really, like, took me aback. Uh, also because of the fact that I had liked the original, like, actors and actresses that were per portraying these characters. And most of them still stay the same. Like, uh, Damon is still Matt Smith. And uh, the king, uh, the king is the same and stuff like that. But Rhaenyra changes, and her friend—I forget her her friend's name in this moment. Allison. Allison. also changes, and then but they only change once. But then the but then we get a a second time skip, and the kids are what change after that. So the kids, I think, theoretically go through two. I think they have two different castings. Uh, for the kids and so that just really caught me off guard but then when it happened I was like I kind of like this I wasn't expecting this but okay this is this is kind of cool so that was a structure that I wasn't expecting but when I finally did see it I was very happy with it yeah I feel the same way at first I was like wait what why are we doing a time skip uh, but although I do think that the um the casting for the older version of Allison was like spot on she looks like the actual like she, she, the, the girl actually aged into are, her I was so yeah. confused are they like related <laughs> or something maybe she was like the older sister or something but um but yeah I was I was really impressed with that um although I was kind of you know, shocked that there was this, like, kind of jarring transition where the next episode is just suddenly they're all older, and then the second time it happens, um, it just feels a little bit more acceptable because they had already done that. Done it. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, at least they don't change everyone, and, you know, they do this in other shows like The Crown and stuff like that where, um, you know, there's just led me to, to think, like, okay, 
maybe we're covering essentially the entire history of the house of dragon all the way up to the mad king Mm -hmm. so um there's like i think 172 years something like that um from when uh the mad king or uh daenerys start her Mm -hmm. story starts so um i think that would be very interesting if they're if that's what they're going for um i'm i'm down for that because that would be a pretty cool show to watch as opposed to having the same characters like the whole time and they're just you know going through this endless cycle of like you betrayed me and then i betrayed you well that's because you betrayed me and you know all these you know family drama things but um if it's like generations and generations of backstabbing and you know murdering each other and then there's this whole legend of fire and ice and everything like that that kind of explains the beginning of game of thrones um i think that would be a very compelling show to have so i hope that's what they're going for yeah i i'm really curious to see where the the plans for this show are going unfortunately we have to wait we're not going to get another season of this until 2024 it's already been confirmed that these shows take forever same thing with andor actually andor's next season is not coming until 2024 as well so these shows are just getting longer in the tooth to make and more expensive so we're gonna have to wait a while before we can actually see but um i'm curious as well and i really like how shows like this show the passage of time within like shorter time bursts as well because there are times when we see rhaenyra and she's not pregnant then the times then we know time passes because we see her or allison and now they're pregnant and then we see them again and they're not pregnant and they have a kid they have a little like little baby or we see that they have more kids than they had before but we never saw them pregnant so like it shows the passage of time through characters that you see (laughs) <laughs> through pregnancy yeah pregnancy specifically but um but yeah there are like no like there are mentions there's just like oh Rhaenyra has been doing this for like the last couple of months or things like that like they do it uh organically through visuals and through dialogue and so I like that but we we never actually see any headers that say like seven years later or four months later or anything else like that and I just think that that really works for a show like this it really keeps me engaged and it makes it so that I feel like I'm paying attention more because they're not just feeding me that information. So that is something that I absolutely found very, uh, very, very enjoyable for the show. Yeah, and I think they do a very good job of, you know, giving you surprises. Like it's very close to how Game of Thrones feels where you uh, kind of like root for some people and then people die and people you don't want to die die or bad things happen to people that you like and um good things happen to people you don't like (laughs) very game of thrones um and just the brutality of it as well um although one thing that um was mentioned to me is that there isn't really one character where like you just is like just generally all around good um, so in Game of Thrones, we had, like, Ned Stark, who, you know, he was a good guy, but he died because he was too good and he was mm. too honest. Um, but then you had um, Jon Snow, who yeah. was just basically, you know, the one that you just completely root for. Um, mm-hmm. 
And then you have like Bran, where you're like, oh yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. You know. he exists. There's all these all these Starks where you're like, yeah, the Starks you just you know root for, except for Sansa. Um, <laughs> no yeah. one roots for Sansa. Um, so yeah, like there's this whole family of characters that you kind of root for. But there isn't really something like that. Like there are families within this family, but I I guess like we're vote we're, we're like rooting for um, Daenerys family Rhaenyra. or Rhaenyra's family. Yeah. But um, but they all still kind of suck in some way, and it, it kind of reminds me of Daenerys because you do start out rooting for her, but then she kind of changes into this person where you feel like you can't want her to win anymore. Yeah, but that's actually something that I think I like a lot about the show is that it it shows how your allegiances can shift and it makes people feel more like real people. Um, because yeah, you do start off rooting for Rhaenyra and then Rhaenyra is a little, is a, Lack of a better, I'm not gonna say that word, but she she is bad. Okay, she does some things, and you you don't like Rhaenyra for a little bit, and so then you're kind of feeling for Allison, and then Allison starts doing some stuff, and you're just kind of like, yo, Allison, you and your family ain't that cool either, and so they all start doing these kind of shady things, and your allegiances kind of shift until like the end, where I think your allegiances firmly like lie in Rhaenyra's camp because of what happens. And based off of that, also, I would say that the only innocent characters um, in this show are her children. Her mm -hmm. children are the innocents because they haven't done anything wrong. They've been simply born into this world and they didn't choose to be they didn't choose to be born in. They didn't choose their parentage. But the things that I like about House of the Dragon is its relevance to the overall Game of Thrones like universe and story, because the whole idea is, I, when I asked myself when I was watching this, like, okay, why are we watching this specific timeline? And one is the timeline where we really start worrying about the Song of Ice and Fire. That is like what Rhaenyra has been tasked with. And that is what mainly stays her hand from just trying to go to war because she says, I have a bigger battle that I'll have to fight, even though it'll not happen in her lifetime. She doesn't know that. But that ties to obviously Game of Thrones proper because of the fact that that is the Song of Ice and Fire that that happens then. The other thing that ties to it is themes. And it's a theme I did not realize until watching House of Dragon. But the theme of Game of Thrones seems to be when you have to choose duty or love, you choose duty. And if you don't choose duty, if you choose love, you and other people will die. So if you look at it with um, the original House of uh, Game of Thrones, um, it was the Lannisters, Jamie and Cersei. They chose love over duty, and because of that, uh, Joffrey Baratheon was the same. Is the same case that what's happened with Rhaenyra and her children. He didn't have a real claim to the throne, but they said that he did, and that's how, the whole reason why Ned died, and that's why the whole war started. Rob Stark died because he chose love over duty because he didn't choose to marry Walter Frey's child, uh, one of Walter Frey's children, and so he died. And now we have Rhaenyra who chose also to be with the strong family, the strong guy, that's his last name, and now her children are called bastards and also don't have a real claim to the throne, but no one can really talk about that. So it's actually very similar to the whole situation with the Baratheons in the future. So I thought, once I realized that, I was like, 
oh my god, the show's amazing. This whole this whole like concept is amazing. <laughs> Love yeah, or it's duty. very yeah, it's very consistent with um, Game of Thrones, and I think that's the thing that really hooked me is that I hundred percent feel like I'm in the same place, and you know, though things are a little different, looks a little bit different, like the the um, the Iron Throne looks different. Um, so, but it's still like in the same universe and mm-hmm. I think and and we get to see a lot of things that are familiar so you know for something you could consider a franchise they do a very good job playing on your heartstrings but also being consistent with what was already established and I think that's what makes it so compelling yeah and when we get to the last episode so much of that episode is like, okay, we're like the episode before that, it already seems like we're about to go to war because it like everything in House of the Dragon is basically set up. It is all getting you to know these characters, setting up the conflict. And the moment that the king passes when he and after he says what he says to Allison, thinking that he's talking to his daughter from a conversation earlier. It just sings everything into a spiral, but then you find out, even if he hadn't said anything to Allison, everyone was already planning on supplanting Rhaenyra anyway. And it's all, like, based in misogyny and sexism, and that, and it's amazing to see how everything starts to come to a head, and we get to the point where, um, I forget, I forget her aunt, man, I'm always, I'm forgetting people's names now, but Rhaenyra's, I want to say it's Rhaenyra's aunt, it was the king's sister but when she escapes with her dragon and she has a moment to just kill the entire family and if she had done that she would have actually stopped a war from happening at least would have it would have taken a little bit longer to happen than what ends up happening but afterwards Rhaenyra is doing her best to try to also keep the war at bay but because of their children because their children and her children do a lot of stuff in this but because of their children war is going to break out and it's all because of some guy just acting like a dumb a dummy like i'm sorry like that kid is a dummy because he did not like uh, i'm my names are like escaping me but basically the kid who had rygar the great the biggest dragon and then goes after a nearest son because he wants to get, he's like, I'm going to get your eye, I'm going to get your eye, but he's like trying to scare him and then loses control of his dragon and then accidentally kills the kid. And then now Rhaenyra, who was trying not to go to war, that last shot when we see her, she looks like she's the Mad Queen. And you can't even be like upset with her because it's like, y'all just killed her kid. Y'all killed the kid of, of a queen. There can be nothing left but war. Right, yeah, and that's, um, unfortunately, how they end the season, like I mentioned, um, big cliffhanger, uh, no war yet. So, um, but yeah, I was actually wonder why. Um, gosh, I can't, I can't remember the name. It, it was, it's the king's cousin, and I want to say it's like Rhaenyra's or something like that. It's not Rhaenyra, but Rainies, 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 yeah. Um, I don't know why she doesn't kill the family i mean obviously like if she did there would be no show but um she comes back and she essentially takes renera's side and says uh like i didn't do it because it's not it's not my 
Yeah, exactly. Um, so I thought that was an interesting move. I'm not sure exactly how that makes sense, but sure. I mean, if she had burnt them, then Rhaenyra's son would have lived. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was wondering, and I, I'm, that's why I'm like, man, this next season, I wonder if Damon's going to say something like that. If you had just killed them, my son would still be alive. Or my my wife, my niece's son would still be alive. That, that family's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the, the, the issue I have with that, though, is, like, it has to make sense. Like, the choices mm -hmm. need to make like, why sense. Wouldn't, why wouldn't she kill them? Exactly. Like, I feel like they had done enough to her to make her want to kill them so she probably would have do it have have done it but um like i feel that her character would have done that unless there was some other strategy that she had to let them live like maybe let them kill each other or something but i don't see how it would have benefited her especially if like she had kind of an alignment um like you know allies with mm -hmm. rhaenyra for her family. But she so, didn't really, up until that point, she wasn't really trying to pick any side. She was kind of towing the line because she wanted to, like, kind of support. She wanted support for herself, um, Renice. Like, she didn't really choose to support Rhaenyra until she saw that Rhaenyra was trying her best not to go to war. But before that, she wasn't, like, trying to support Rhaenyra or Alicent. But she went to where Rhaenyra was. So that's yeah. why and gave her the warning so that they were mm. gonna come so that's why i'm like you might as well have just killed them then <laughs> be like just come in here and be like well this is what they're doing i could have killed them but i didn't but i'll give you intel yeah. on what's up so. <laughs> right um i mean more people are about to die because uh because of this anyway but yeah, if you had just taken out the leader, the leadership, you wouldn't have had anyone that could, like, you know, I guess, challenge your throne anymore. But mm -hmm. it, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying there. Like, does it make sense for that character outside of a decision to just keep the show going? Is this what the character would have actually done in this situation? Um, yeah. Especially considering everything. So, no, I hear you there. Um, but, yeah, that being said, like, I think overall the the storytelling and the characterization of everyone is very solid um we also have the the knight um i, I wanted to say sir gregor but that's not sir it's not sir gregor like this is what happened when it's like been weeks and you don't rewatch it but uh the knight that rhaenyra was at that he that she had named to be um the protector of her father at, in the beginning couple of episodes and then oh. had an affair with him like Chris, then, Christian or something like that? Sir, Sir Kristen or something, yeah. But he is even a character that he started off being good and someone that you could root for. And then you see him like do a hard shift where he is like mistreating children and like he is like heavy into Alicent and like he accidentally, he accidentally maybe kills one of the people at the at the table when they're talking about what they're gonna do uh, to to make um, Aegon King the, the the kid, and yeah, it's uh, he takes a hard turn. So he's another one of those examples of like what you're talking about 
where there's no one that just is just just good. He would have been like the character that would be like Jon Snow that was just good, but he becomes like the worst. Yeah, you go from he loses for him. it. He goes yeah. from like one to a hundred. <laughs> yeah, he really goes. <laughs> <laughs> he goes from being like a friend to an ear to being like to calling her names and Enemy saying that she's spoiled. One. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> like he will like, catch I her in the back you, alley. But now I hate your guts and I want you to die. Seriously though. Um, oh, so I couple of things last I want to talk or touch on before we get out of here for this. But I love Damon. Uh, Damon Targaryen is like a character that you love and you love to hate. He does some really like egregious terrible things but then at the same time like you know that he's he's got he's got your back if he does have your back if he's on your side he's got your back so i really like uh matt smith's portrayal i didn't know how i would like matt smith in in game of thrones because i see him from doctor who but i think that he's doing an excellent job as damon targaryen i really enjoy seeing him and i was hoping that they wouldn't kill him at the end of the season so i'm happy to know that he's going to be going into future seasons I'm glad you brought him up, actually, because um, I had also seen, seen him in Doctor Who, but he's also in The Crown mm. and a lot of other stuff. So he's a really good actor. Um, I really like him. And he does such a good job as Damon. And honestly, I didn't know. I, I thought that I was going to not like Damon. I was like, oh, he's going to be like the new Joffrey or whatever. Mm. And I thought he was going to be the enemy of the show even though he and Renera were you know kind of chummy at the beginning um right. but they show different sides of him they show complexity in his character um and then they kind of show the hard side of him and they show the soft side of him so he becomes actually quite a likable character because although he is looking out for himself he still loves like extremely um passionately like he has like the strongest love um mm. for you know just people that he loves like if you if you're loved by him you are loved by him and i think that means a lot in the show um because like you said you know it's like one of the themes but um he's also like it's just his character is just so complex in that sense because he will love you, but then he will also protect himself. And, you know, he's yep. also very hard. Uh, he's He has this shell. Um, and I don't know. There's just, I don't know what else to say about him. But besides, like, he's just a very likable character, even though, you know, at the beginning, you, I, I really thought that he was going to be very hated. Um, mm. he's, he kind of reminds me of Jamie Lannister, where, you know, yeah. that journey and all in this one season where he starts off as someone that you don't like, but then because of how... Push the kid out of a window. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he, he does some stuff, but then um, because he loves someone so much, he becomes someone like, you know, a good character, a good mm. person. And I kind of see that journey happening for him. Yeah, that's true. There's there's a saying that George Lucas would say about Star Wars. Um, he would say it's like poetry. It rhymes. And I really feel like uh, Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, they rhyme. 
there's repeating themes, repeating motifs. It's a different time. It's a different setting with different characters, but the same kind of things are happening. But even though, though the same kind of things aren't happening, it's not the exact same story. And that I think is the mate, what makes it a great show because there are recognizable aspects that you can pull out, but at the same time, you're having a unique experience and that's what makes it fun. And you don't know what's going to happen. And I think yes. <laughs> what I love the best about this, that's why I loved Game of Thrones so much, is because I really didn't know what was going to happen. And um, I get that same vibe from the show. Absolutely. But either way, we're running up on time. That's everything that I really wanted to talk about the show. Is there anything else that you wanted to say before we go? Uh, no, that's it for me. But yeah, so that's what we thought about season one of House of the Dragon. What did you guys think about it did you enjoy it did you finish it are you planning on finishing it did you not watch it because you thought it wasn't going to be as good as i guess the first couple of seasons of game of thrones uh, whatever you thought about it comment below let us know and while you're down there if you give us a like share and subscribe even if you don't though i have been chris and this has been cheryl and we'll see you all next time